Welcome to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance with Monique Malcolm, a podcast about brilliant people leveraging their passions to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the course of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast, or come hang out with me on Instagram at starchasersonly. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, Star Chasers, this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance is brought to you by the Visionary Journal. The Visionary Journal is a goal setting guide, mini vision board and day planner. It provides a simple structure to help you break your goals into actionable steps that you can integrate into your daily life. Pre-orders are now open for the new and improved Galaxy Visionary Journal. For more information and to pre-order a copy, visit visionaryjournal.co. Hey, Lindsay, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you because you have a really interesting story. You're doing so many amazing things with your brand, and I can't wait to have you share that. So let's get started with just the really basics. Give us a bit of your background, how, uh, who you are, how you got started, what is it that you actually do? Sure. So I am Lindsay White. I am the owner and designer of Lot 801, and Lot 801 is a children's apparel clothing line. And everything is handmade here in the U.S., actually in Salt Lake City, Utah. And it is a brand for the cool and curious kids and moms who love practical style. So I got started with this brand um, in 2014 after I had my daughter. I was sick of only having options with like butterflies and, you know, kind of crazy prints on them. And I wanted something that was a little more toned down and something that was a little more unisex. Um, so I started designing my own prints and making my own clothes. And, um, I started that in 2014 while I had my full-time business or I was working full-time. And then after a year I was able to quit and do a lot. I don't want full-time on my own. And I also own Law 801 Marketing. So that is kind of a crazy story how that started. Um, Law 801 actually grew very quickly. I was able to grow my brand through social media and getting free press. And then other business owners were contacting me asking, how are you able to do this so quickly? How did you do this? How did, how did you get uh, Jamie King to post about your clothes? And so... Um, I started Lido One Marketing, where I help other entrepreneurs and small business owners learn how to market their business and grow their brand on a tiny, tiny budget, so they don't have to waste money on marketing gurus and and PR firms. It's kind of a long story. No, but that's awesome because you're multifaceted and your brand, like you said, it grew really fast and it's grown leaps and bounds in just a short period of time. I mean, I've watched some of the stuff that you do. And it's amazing to know that you're doing this and you're getting all of this amazing press and PR on your own. So Yeah, it's still crazy to me. So. <laughs> so let's talk about that. So, you know, your clothing line has been featured in both magazines, digital press. Like you said, it's been worn by celebrity children and they're posting about you on Instagram. Talk to me about how you leverage PR as a part of your growth strategy. Sure. So PR was always um, my biggest focus from the beginning. And let me tell you why. So I started my business, um, on Etsy and I was marketing it through Instagram because I didn't have any budget like whatsoever. Um, I didn't have money for advertisements or anything. So I started on Instagram and 
mom started following me and that's how they find out about me. And then I had one blogger that posted about my clothing. She was actually, I don't even know if she had a blog at the time, but she was an influencer on Instagram. So she had a lot of followers, followers. I'd say like 50,000 followers on Instagram. And she posted about my clothes just cause she had found out about my brand, bought it and posted. And I got a ton of sales those that day. So I kind of like, that's what gave me the light, you know, the light bulb went off like, Oh my gosh. Okay. That just gave me a ton of, you know, free advertisement right there. So then I started targeting, um, you know, people with big following. And of course those are celebrities, magazines, you know, that sort of thing. But I'm thinking how in the world, you know, I don't have a PR firm. How do I reach, you know, so-and-so a celebrity. And, um, so I Googled the crap out of it. Like I spent a lot of time figuring out how to do it on my own. And, um, I'll never forget the very first one. So Jamie King had recently had a son and it was her first son. And I'm like, Oh, I've got to get her to post my stuff. I've got to get her some stuff. Cause she, she was on Instagram, had a very large following. And I started Googling who her stylist was, who her assistant was, anybody that was close to her, because I knew I wasn't going to be able to find her email address or her information. So I found people that were close to her and I ended up finding her stylist online. Um, she had a website with her email on it. So I sent her an email and said, Hey, I would love to send Jamie King some clothes for her son. You know, I sent her a link to my website with some photographs of our apparel and, I literally within like 10, 15 minutes got an email back and I was not expecting that so quickly. And it was actually an email back from Jamie King herself. So her stylist had forwarded the email to Jamie King and Jamie King replied to me. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh. So she, she said how much she loved the brand and she would love to receive some items. So I sent some to her. She posted about it. I got a ton of sales. So that's kind of what got me going is I was like, okay, if I could do this once I can keep going. And so I started targeting, you know, magazines, online media, um, Huffington Post. you know, I started targeting some editors that were writing stories about similar apparel lines. Um, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So at this point, um, since you've gotten so many different types of press, is there a particular type that you prefer over the other? Um, there's two and I love them for two different reasons. So I love print magazine. So it's so there's nothing more exciting than going to buy, you know, pregnancy and newborn magazine and opening it up to page 78 and finding your clothes in there. Like it, it's such a cool feeling. You kind of feel like a celebrity. <laughs> You're like, Oh my gosh, this look, my clothes are in here, you know? And every time that happens, even now I still post about it because it's so exciting for me to see something in print. Um, but then again, uh, I really love connecting with the celebrities because and this is the cool part is a lot of people. So if you hire a PR firm, the PR people are the ones that have the connections with the celebrities and they're the middlemen. So they're the ones that communicate your brand to these celebrities and you never actually get to reach these celebrities or talk to them yourself. Now, when I do it myself, I'm able to connect with them. And a lot of the times I'm expecting their assistant to get back to me or their stylist. And that does happen sometimes. But honestly, I found that most of the time these celebrities are like super sweet. They love reaching out to smaller brands and they like connecting with you one-on-one. -on -one. 
So like, for instance, Monica Brown, like I've been a huge fan of hers forever. I mean, come on, who doesn't love the boy's mind with Brandy? (laughs) (laughs) And so when I connected with her, she connected with me like one-on-one. And I just thought that was really, really cool to be able to connect with her because then you feel like, okay, you know, they really do like my brand. They're not just wanting free stuff, you know, they're like, they, they get me, you know? So then when you have a celebrity post about you, that's kind of like, um, like a pinch me moment too. Like, wow, I just, I actually connected with this person. I'm like one degree away from them. (laughs) That is is awesome. And you're right. Everybody loves Monica Brown and her little girl is so cute. I know. (laughs) That is so, that's so awesome. And And I'm so glad that you've been able to do this and make it really successful. So is this a regular thing? Like, are you pitching all the time? Are you pitching when new season happens? Like, do you build this into like your work day or schedule on a weekly basis? Sure. So, um, honestly, it's kind of been just like hit and miss with me the first year, year and a half, maybe two years of my business. Um, I'd say year, my first year, I really focused on it every single day. So I would focus 10 to 15 minutes, at least a day to pitch. Um, I'd say the last year I've kind of taken a break because it it does take a lot. It does take a lot of energy. You know, you're pitching maybe 50 people and you may only hear back from one to 3% of them. So, um, it's easy to just get worn out from it, I guess is what you can say. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's totally worth it when that one or one or two people say yes. But, um, I'd say the last year I've kind of like gotten spurts where, you know, when I have a new collection coming out, I kind of focus my time, you know, one week at a time on pitching. And then after maybe a month after that collection has come out, I take a break and then I'll start back up when I have a new collection launching to kind of help build hype around those times of the year. So a lot of people have questions about press, but so many people are really intimidated by it. So what is something that you would tell somebody who is wanting to get started with but they're really timid or it's feeling too timid to approach them. I would say like, just do it. Like I was very timid too at first because I'm thinking, who am I? You know, I'm just this girl in Salt Lake city that nobody even knows. And how would I ever connect with these people? And for some reason at that time, I just built this huge line of confidence, (laughs) like in that one month that I needed it to be there. (laughs) And I just thought, you know what, it it doesn't hurt. Like if I don't hear it back, whatever, if I get a no, then fine, I'll just move on. But if I got one, yes, how cool would that be? And I never expected to even get one or even more than one, which I've definitely gotten since then. But my biggest advice would be to just act as if you are I don't know, have the best confidence in the world and just pretend like you're the coolest person in the world. Like, why would anybody want to say no to me? (laughs) And then when you have that confidence, it just kind of helps motivate you and gets you going. There's no reason to put it off. I know a lot of my small shop friends are like, oh, you know, when I have more time or when I have a little more experience or maybe when my shop is bigger, I'll start doing some PR No, you need to start it as soon as possible. If you're even thinking about it, just try today and make baby steps, you know, maybe reach out to someone local first and then, um, you know, reach out to the big leagues, but just 
you just got to dive in with your eyes closed and jump. <laughs> so the lesson here is have the confidence of Kanye and then pitch. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's so awesome. So let's talk about your brand a bit. Um, because I know that you leverage press a lot for your brand, but one of the initial ways that I found you, or I mean, besides, you know, you and I have connected uh, because of the, uh, we have the same coach, but I right. know Instagram has been a really huge part of your brand as well. You do all types of collaborations and, you know, you were doing when um, loot giveaways and things were big, you were really big on that. So talk to me about yeah. how you've leveraged that platform to help grow your brand. So Instagram, I love Instagram, um, because it shows your brand as a lifestyle rather than just your products. Like if you go to, if you go to somebody's website, you're obviously just selling them product. So you get a ton of product photos, but when you follow somebody on Instagram, you're able to connect with them and show up in their feed every day or however often that you decide to post. But I, First of all, I recommend posting at least once a day, but, um, you are entering their life and showing them how your product or service fits into the lifestyle that they currently live or that they're seeking to have. So showing pictures of, you know, my kids in clothes, like at Disneyland or showing them how versatile they are during the summer or how comfy they are during the winter when you're snuggling up to mom, you know, like Instagram has just been amazing. I post a picture, you know, of something when I first started out and I'd get like 15 cells just from being able to post one photograph on Instagram. And that's been really huge for me collaborating with bloggers has been really, really big. Um, when you're able to collaborate with them and get, have them to show you how they use your product in their daily life and showing it to their fans, you know, helps get you brand awareness as well. Um, and giveaways, I mean, giveaways are always awesome because you're kind of giving back to the people that follow you like, Hey, thanks for already following me. Um, you have an opportunity to win my product for free and you know, you gain a lot of followers that way too, because you're doing a giveaway with somebody else. And so, you know, usually you say, follow me and follow them and then, you know, tag a mom in the comments or whatever. And being able to do that is awesome because you, then you can target, you know, specific people to work with and you want to target people who have the same ideal audience that you have, you know, who's your ideal customer. So Instagram is really easy to be able to target your ideal customer. Um, for me anyways, it's been amazing. I don't know. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yes. So with your Instagram feed, I mean, it's stunning by the way, and all of your pictures are so pretty. Do you, are you one of those people who has like Instagram rules? Are there certain things that can and can't go on your feed? Um, that's a good question. No, I don't really have any specific rules, but I do have, um, guidelines. So, and I actually teach this, I, I do have an Instagram course at law, you know, on marketing, but, um, I do recommend that you have, I can't remember what I call it, but, uh, you should have like a list of words that your brand likes to use. Um, like, so for me, that'd be like fun, playful, you know, boss mom, that kind of thing. And then you should have a list of words that your brand will not use. So, um, 
well, I'm trying to think of what mine are. I can't remember. <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> since I went on them. But um, because then that kind of helps you stay online and on brand. So it's not so much like, oh, my products have to look beautiful all of the time on my Instagram. But I like it's more important for my voice to come through and to um, I want my followers to feel like I'm speaking directly to them, not a not thousands of people. So like having words that I can use and having words that I definitely don't use helps keep me on track that way. As far as photos, I don't really have, I don't, yeah, I don't really have anything that I can and can't post. Um, I will say, I mean, I'm pretty versatile with like my customers when they post photos, I love to repost them. But of course, sometimes you just can't because sometimes their photos are really bad lighting or maybe you only see a small portion of your product and it's not enough to feature on your page. Um, but I honestly take a lot of the photographs myself on my iPhone. So I don't even, I mean, a lot of people have a photographer that takes flat lays for them or lifestyle photographs for them, for them to post. And I don't even do that. I just take all my pictures with my phone. <laughs> I'm old school. So what's your favorite iPhone app for taking pictures? Oh, pick tap, pick tap go. So pick tap go is my absolutely favorite. It, it like, oh, it's my lifesaver. It literally takes like five seconds to edit my photographs um, because it has tons of different filters. And I actually have three that I use. I'll actually tell you what they are. Let me open it. Um, <laughs> I use three and then you can save that filter combination. So the next time you just insert your photo and then apply your combined filter. So it makes it really quick and easy for you to use over and over again. Um, so my, mine is, I use lights on and then I use, oh, I think I just used two lights on and crispity. Sometimes I have to use contrast or auto contrast, but for the most part, those are the only one, only two I use. And I love it because when you turn, when you click on one, so let's say I click on lights on, on the bottom, like you can, it has an arrow of how much you want that filter to show through on your image. So it just makes it super easy. That's my favorite. Pick, tap, go. I think I actually learned that from you. I threw the collective one time, and I actually love it too. My favorite oh, one good. is um, I use Sweet Tooth because it makes like blues and greens really pop. Oh, and um, it makes the best beach photos. Like I go to the beach a lot, and I use that. Yeah, it makes what is it called again? Sweet Tooth. Oh, I never heard of it. Yeah, it's one of it's like maybe three or four rows down. It's right at the beginning. And I use it all the time in photos okay. when I like take beach pictures. <laughs> oh, I found it. I found it. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Ooh, that's good to know. Yeah. So if you take outdoor pictures, like uh, with natural settings and things like that, like trees and water in the background, it makes the best pictures. Oh my gosh. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. That's perfect. That's good to know. Yeah. See, Sharon is caring. Yeah. <laughs> I like, um, there's another one. There's another app. So if you like to post any wording or text or, uh, what's it called? Quotes. I use word swag. Love that one. Oh, I hadn't heard of that one. Oh, another one you may want to check out. It's called legend and oh. it makes like really short videos. So you type in the text, you add the photo and it has like all of these predetermined animations. So it configures your wording against your, oh. um, against the image and it does like you can change colors and things like that and it makes like really it's really great for like announcements so when I oh. was doing um like I wanted to make a promo image 
for this um, for the podcast on Instagram, I used it with the cover art and then used it to make like a little countdown. So like to say you know, three days or whatever. And it just makes like this really cute animated um, video. Oh, and you upload it to that's Instagram. good to know. I wrote that down because I do need a video one. I don't I don't know of a video one. So that's good. Oh, another. Well, it's not Instagram, but I don't know if you know this. But somebody told me the other day that Canva has um, some video <gasps> yeah. features now. Yeah, it's a new feature now. I haven't I haven't um, checked it out yet, but I heard about it too. Yeah, one of my friends used it for her Instagram to make uh, video quotes, and it looks really good. So I might have to look into it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> See, all these things, all these things that I you know. learn <laughs> about the internet. And here it is. You've been doing this, and you've been leveraging Instagram for years, and there's still new things for you to learn. Oh, yeah, for sure. So let's kind of circle back to your brand. So... You've been doing this for a couple of years. Like, how do you manage it all? Because at this point, you're a mom, you're a wife, you just had a new baby, you have, yeah. you know, your business that you're running, you have your marketing that you're running. How do you keep it all together? Um, I'm not going to lie. It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't definitely have it all together. It's not perfect, but I do what works for me. Um, I have three days a week that I'm strictly working, which is Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. I mostly take Wednesdays and Fridays off. Um, so that kind of helps keep my schedule on track. Um, but I mean, I steer away from, I mean, I move from that sometimes, you know, if something comes along, I used to be really strict with it and be like, Oh man, I, I can't, I have to do this or I have to do that. And then I kind of just started to get a little more relaxed and was like, you know what? It doesn't always have to be that way. And if I don't get to it today, then I'm just going to have to get to it tomorrow. You know, either the dishes are going to get done today or my emails are going to go out today. I'm not going to do both. <laughs> so it's kind of, um, you know, it's kind of just a day by day thing. I, I definitely will say that that's one of my weak points is I, I like to be in control of everything. And I know that I eventually have to let that go. Um, I'm actually looking into hiring an intern to start working on my social media management for me because it just is, takes a lot of time. Um, I'm going to have to hire, you know, an assistant. I mean, I have people that help me right now, but I need someone that's a little more, you know, on board more of the time, not just when I need them. <laughs> um, so it's kind of, you know, it's a work in progress. I'm still learning and I don't have it down perfect, but I'm just doing kind of what, what's working for me right now. <laughs> and you know what? That's honestly sometimes the best that we can do. <laughs> like just yeah. what works now at this time. So what do you feel has been your biggest keys to success? That is a big loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest key to success? Oh, um... Honestly, just believing that I can, like, I know that's kind of a boring answer, but, um, I started reading, you know, think grow rich a few years ago and just reading, you know, books on affirmations and believing in yourself and, you know, just, um, I, I don't know, just like having the confidence of yourself and just keep going even when you have, you know, a down day because everybody does, you know, some days I get it and I'm like, man, all these orders were supposed to go out today and I didn't get in, I didn't get to them. And just keeping that energy up, um, and having, 
the confidence in myself that I am making the right decision for me that day has been like the best thing ever. Because if I do have a crappy day, I'm not just going to roll over and give up because there are so many times where I could have, there are so many times where, you know, I've cried and been like, I, I don't know if I could do this anymore. This is so much harder than I expected. And I would have given up if I hadn't had the confidence and just drive to keep going and just know that it's going to get better that, and just believing in myself that I'm making the right choice to make it better tomorrow. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you know what, just so that you feel better, that's not a boring answer. It's a great answer because honestly, that's why this podcast exists because I meet so many people who are afraid to even get started. And so a large part of me reaching out to people like you is so that you can share your story and inspire other people to get started. Because I think that people think there's something and I mean, not to say that you're not special because you are, but I think that they think that we as entrepreneurs and business owners have something that they don't. And that's not necessarily the case. Maybe I have an idea or I have this particular idea, but I'm sure that you have one as well. Uh, the real right. difference is that we just went for it and we stayed the track and we just made it work even when it didn't work. <laughs> Yeah, that, and that really is like, you just have to keep going, believe that you, and believe in your, honestly, if you have a product or service that you 100% believe in, then you should absolutely just believe in yourself that you can make it work and keep going. Yes. And that is how you, that's how you get these businesses. And that's how thing, you know, we have Apple and we have Oprah and all of these amazing people because they just decided, you know what? I'm going to make this work. And they just went for it. Yeah. I mean, Apple started in the garage, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, like, okay, that's amazing. And look what it is today. It's a powerhouse company. So, I mean, you could be the next Apple or you could be something better than Apple, but you got to get started and you got to get started as soon as possible. So flipping that question around, what do you feel has been your biggest challenge? My biggest challenge, and I kind of already said this a little bit, is uh, that I have a hard time giving things to other people. Like I, I want to be in control, which holds me back. I mean, that's the big, my biggest challenge because um, I feel like if, if maybe I had you know, given duties to other people or brought on people into my business and showed them how to do the things that I do, then I could focus my time more on the things that grow my business. And my, my brand could have grown, you know, maybe even quicker than what it already has. But that's definitely my biggest challenge is not knowing how to give up duties to somebody else to let my brand grow. I'm, I kind of hold my, myself back which isn't good at all. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it's a common problem. So you're not the only person that's struggling with that. Oh, good. (laughs) You're really not. It's, it's more common than you would think. So, well, it's hard, you know, when you start something yourself, you have so much passion about it and you're like, okay, if I give this to somebody else to do, are they going to care about it as much as I do? And you just have to trust that you find those people that will. So, Yeah. Oh, I, I get that because I, you know, there's been times where I've had to have like my husband pack up orders because I haven't been able to. 
for like the entire time I'm like cringing because I'm like, you didn't wrap it. Like you didn't wrap the bubble wrap exactly the way that I wrapped it. And like in my mind, like I'm like my chest is tightening and there's all these things. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not going to be, it's a planner. So honestly, it's in a box. If there's, it's not going to, nothing's going to happen to it. I'm laughing so hard because I'm the exact same way. I've had my husband help me package orders and I'm like, you're not putting the tag in the spot. It's going to be in that. It needs to be in there. And he's like, well, when it ships, it's just going to move around anyways. And I'm like, I don't care. It just needs to go here. It's one of the, I think it's just, that's a part of just being a creative and being passionate about what you do, because we do want to hold on really tightly. It's our baby. You know, yeah. and so we're we're trying to hold on to it as tight as possible and make sure that it's perfect because we want people to be impressed. But you know, as you said, it's also a barrier to growing your business and taking it to the next level because you have not, you don't trust people enough to let them do what they need to do. And so, yes. I am also working on that. Um, I'll tell you the the one way that I'm really managing that right now besides going to the gym a lot to just work out stress um, is just trying to not care and realize that um, you cannot, I cannot control everything and that maybe that's okay. Maybe I don't need to try to hold on so tightly to every little decision and just let it go. (laughs) That's so true. Yes. That's okay. That's what I need to do too. (laughs) We just have to let it go. So even, I mean, sometimes doing this podcast, things don't go exactly as I want them to. And I I realized within like the first maybe four interviews I did with people that I was going to have to make a decision. Like either I was going to be crazy, neurotic, and like annoyed every time I did an interview, or I was going to let it go and let people do what they're going to do. Because honestly, that's how I'm going to get the best show. And so I have yeah. to just kind of roll with that and it's working. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's that. But, um, so what do you feel has been your biggest lesson that you've learned on your journey so far? So your, your clothing brand, your marketing company, what do you feel between those two has been like your ultimate lesson? My ultimate lesson is to, never be intimidated. And I had, I had something come up at one point where, um, a bigger business tried to shut me down at one point. And, um, at first I remember getting the email and I was just like in tears because I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. This is my business. This is how I'm making my income. There's no way I could, you know, just close up shop but they were, you know, bigger and didn't want the competition kind of a thing. And I I don't want to say too much, but, um, I I almost like curled up into a ball and gave up. And I remember I went to my uncle, my uncle is also an entrepreneur, extremely successful. And so I went to him and was told him what was going on. And he, you know, he sat me down and he said, first of all, you are never going to make it in this business if you ever let anybody make you feel this way. And I remember like 
that was such an eye opener for me. Like, oh my gosh, that's so true. You know, I can't, I gotta be tough. I have to have tough skin and I can't just, because I got one email, shut everything down. (laughs) So, um, I kept pushing forward and, um, I just basically told that, that company to screw off and (laughs) they, I, (laughs) I never heard from them again. Um, so obviously they were just trying to intimidate me. They knew they had the upper hand because they were, you know, a bigger business. So, um, going through that really helped me learn to never let anybody intimidate me ever, um, to let me do my thing no matter what, and just keep pushing. And just because somebody's bigger than me doesn't mean that they can control the outcome of my business and my brand. I'm writing that down. Um, I'm going to put on a sticky note on my computer because that is an awesome lesson. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, We're winding down on time and I love to end each show with basically the same two questions. Uh, My first question is uh, the pimp. I call it the pimp your brilliance action challenge. So that is you giving three tips or advice for someone who would be, who is interested in starting a children's clothing line. Children's clothing line. Okay. Um, first of all, I would say stop thinking about it and being interested in it and just do it. Like it's so easy to go online and get your business license. <laughs> um, I think it, what costs like $150 to get your business license and start a, a website. Just do it. I will say when I started lot eight one, I was doing all the sewing myself at the beginning and I didn't even know how to sew two weeks prior to opening shop. <laughs> So stop thinking of all the reasons why you can't and just do it. Um, so that's one. Um, two would be to, um, I would say aim big. I, when I first started, like I said, I didn't think anybody would ever say yes to me or even want my clothes, you know, especially a big celebrity, or magazine because I'm just Lindsay that doesn't know anything (laughs) in Salt Lake and I have no connections to anybody. You know, I don't have like a great uncle or cousin that lives in California and has all these connections. I just, um, aimed high and said, you know what? I am going to have three celebrities post my stuff this year and I made it happen. So don't be afraid to aim too high. Um, because little old you can do it. Trust me. If I can do it, you can do it. And then three would be to, um, 100% believe in yourself. And kind of what I mean by that is like, I have affirmations that I've printed off and stuck everywhere in my office to remind me of how awesome I am. (laughs) Now I know that sounds kind of like, okay, I have a big head, but it is really easy to get down on yourself in business. It is really easy for you to think that you're doing everything wrong because you see everybody else who's doing it so right. (laughs) Well, you think they are anyways, and you see so many other success stories and you wonder when it's going to be your turn. So if you're not going to have 100% confidence in yourself, then who else is? So build your head up, get a big head. Who cares how confident you are? Like, These affirmations I read remind me every single day of why I deserve this, why I do this, and why I want something more. So 
just having confidence and believing in yourself and having affirmations everywhere to remember, to remind you of how awesome you are every single day is, is a big one too. Yes. And then my last question is book recommendations. Um, are there any books that you're reading currently or that you have read that just really blew your mind? So there's this book that I started reading. Um, I am obsessed with, um, the blog luckybitch.com. Um, and she has a book called, um, get rich, get rich, lucky bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, hold on. Let me look what it is really quick. And I started reading that and yeah, it's called get rich, lucky bitch. And it is such an awesome book. Um, I started reading that I'm only like two chapters in, so I'm not even very far whatsoever, but, um, I've actually had a few people that I follow on Instagram that are, you know, big time entrepreneurs and a lot of them recommended the book. And so I started reading it and I think it's amazing. Everybody should read it. (laughs) Awesome. So I'll definitely link to that in the show notes. And if listeners want to get in contact with you or find out more about your brand, where can they find you online? Sure. So first of all, Instagram, of course, we talked about that a lot today. So find me at Instagram at LOT801, LOT801. And you can email me at hello at LOT801.com. I'm also on Twitter at LOT801 and Facebook at LOT801. So pretty easy. Everything's just LOT801. (laughs) But if you email me, I, I do... I do manage all my emails. I will, I get back to people pretty quickly and I love hearing from people, anybody, even with questions. I remember starting out and being like, Oh, I'm going to email this, this person and ask how they got started, but they're too big. And why would they care to answer me? Um, I love those emails. So if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer. Oh, that's so nice of you. All right. Well, it was really great to have you on the show. I appreciate you coming on and sharing so much with us. And that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Learn more about this show and get access to show notes by visiting keepchasingastars.com. While you're there, make sure you subscribe for updates. I'll be back next week. And in the meantime, go out there and pimp your brilliance.